What's going on, guys? Hey, it's Anthony. You listen to the Weekend Wire here on the Culture Jack Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening to the Culture Jack Podcast, please take a moment, hit that subscribe button. We're available everywhere. So if you're listening to us on one of the links, and maybe that's not your preferred podcast platform to listen to, check yours, whether it's Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio, or Apple, or Spotify, or pretty much everywhere. So again, check us out at Culture Jack. Hit the follow button, drop a comment. We appreciate it. And guys, it's Independence Day. It's 4th of July. So for those that are listening to the podcast, the day of release, it's a pretty big day. Uh, At least for those of us that are in America that are listening, those that are not, well, we're still celebrating, guys. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, today, we've got a a nice little show for you. We're going to be covering some movie news, TV news kind of things, and uh, we're going to wrap today's episode with 16 best movies to watch on the 4th of July. So you'll have to stick, stick around and see how well that list is built by the guys over at Esquire. That's where I'm getting it this time. So let's just dive into some news, shall we? Now we're going to kick it off with an article by the guys over at The Direct, and it is Chris Pratt reveals when Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 starts. Uh, Let's see. James Gunn has been one of the busiest directors in recent memory. Gunn's uh, first entered into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in 2014 with Guardians of the Galaxy and then proceeded to create the sequel in 2017 and has done various projects since. Uh, Let's see. Along with the up-and-coming Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige confirmed during Disney Investor Day in December 2020 that a third movie titled Guardians of the Galaxy was on the horizon. And everybody, we, we've known about this, and then there was the James Gunn deal to where he got released by Disney, went over and did the Suicide Squad movie, which is going to be coming out soon, and then he went back. Uh, the official movie's release date is going to be May 5th, 2023. And we know that these dates will move around. So that is where that is. Recently gave the uh, roughly. Oh, excuse me. Um, so obviously Chris Pratt recently uh, talked about the re- uh, the starting of the shooting on the Jimmy Kimmel Live where they paired the discussion. Kimmel asked Pratt when he would be shooting the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And Pratt replied by saying that the filming would be at the end of this year and beginning of next year, and indicating that the production would span from November 2021 until April 2022. We will be shooting that at the end of the year and the beginning of next year. So like November, maybe April. Uh, Let's see. He also revealed this. Yes. Well, the script has been been written years ago because we were going to do it years ago. And due to the unforeseen circumstances and the pandemic, I can't, I don't even really remember what happened. But for some reason, we didn't shoot it. And now, by the grace of God, we will shoot it. And it will be directed by James Gunn. And that's really fucking cool, says Chris Pratt. Um, so this is exciting, though. Uh, 
because they got James Gunn to come back and do this after the disagreement or misunderstanding, whatever, whatever you want to say happened between Marvel and James Gunn. Again, I already mentioned this, but he went over to DC, did Suicide Squad, could have easily stuck around on the DC uh, world and did probably as many movies as he wants. And uh, they were fortunate enough to get him back for volume three, which is awesome. So now we know it's going to start filming this fall into spring. And I'm sure by mid to late summer of next year, we'll start seeing some trailers, some stuff to get uh, everybody kind of hyped up around the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And there's no there's no reason not to. Um, On this note, though, there is a new movie that's out. The. What is it? The Tomorrow War on Amazon, which Chris Pratt is the leading man on, is available. You guys got to check it out. It's actually, it's a really cool idea. It's a really cool movie. It's got uh, some science fiction and some crazy things to it. I don't want to ruin it. Um, A little bit of the edge of tomorrow feel, a little bit of the, uh, I I don't know. I mean, just check it out. It's worth watching. It's a free movie. If you have Amazon Prime, check it out. Uh, Let's keep moving on with the news. Next thing on my list, let me open up my next thing. CBR.com reports HBO Max's Green Lantern has reportedly cast its Sinestro. HBO's upcoming Green Lantern series has reportedly cast Edmore Tully, actor Tobias Menzies, as Sinestro, the former Green Lantern turned villain. HBO Max upcoming Green Lantern TV series has reportedly found its Sinestro in Tobias Menez, according to the Illuminati. Uh, Menez has been cast, and uh, the show will reportedly explore his time as the Green Lantern before he breaks bad and forms the Yellow Lantern Corps. Sinestro was officially revealed as a part of the series back in the January of 2020, but no formal casting announcement has been made. The production is believed to be underway. However, uh, the Mena's involvement could be yet to be confirmed. Anyways, it goes on and on in the article. That's cool, though. I'm excited to see what direction HBO Max goes with this. Are they going to keep it in this, like, dark world? Um, or is it going to be fun and quirky? What what direction are these guys going to go? Um, and without seeing anything, there's tons of speculation out there. Okay. There's an unlimited amount as casting gets put out there for any movie and any show. It's not just exclusive to the Green Lantern, but it's gotten to the point of just being nutty with trying to keep up with hints and clues and uh all of this guessing and all of that and this, and th- it's pretty wild right now in respect to the art and what's being created by these developers. Um, and we're, we're going to talk about that a little bit more here in a moment with uh, another story. So anyways, check that out. This next one, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see kind of what comes over at screen rant. They report dungeons and dragons set photos. First look at Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez costumes. Set photos from the new Dungeons and Dragons movie show lead actors Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez in their very D&D costumes. Um, 
I am stoked for this. I know a lot of a lot of people are. If it's uh, if it's done right, if it is done right, and that's that's still up in the air. And I'm trying to see because I was screwing with this the other day. The uh, the photos really aren't that good. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Uh, regardless, there has been attempts at D and D movies, most notably. The, what was it, Mar- I think it was Marlon Williams and Jeremy London and, oh, golly, I can't forget the the other guy's name. What, Jeremy Irons? Was it Jeremy Irons in it? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not Jeremy Irons. I know Jeremy London, I think, was it. Anyways, that movie was horrible. So for the thought to have Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez tied to a D&D movie, um, and D&D is freaking hot right now. It has been culturally for it's got to be getting close to a decade since the resurgence of it. And we I've talked about it in the podcast before Dustin's talked about it, but it's funny because because of the popularity now with creating the game, I feel like there there is some clout behind it as far as you guys better do something good because the fan base has grown because the loyalty to D as a whole has grown so don't fuck it up <laughs> anyways more to come obviously these guys are in set design they're they're shooting it and, and we're gonna see more uh it does show a photo what's believed to be michelle rodriguez in one crazy cool looking um costume she's on a uh, electric razor scooter though or something which is kind of funny because her costume does not match it. So, anyways, more to come on Dungeons and Dragons. Obviously, we all have to wait until uh, either we get more photos, we get more stories, and what have you. So, most recently, we have gotten a new Shang-Chi trailer. Are you guys following Shang-Chi? Um, the new martial arts, Ten Rings, crazy... Uh, storytelling. I, I absolutely love the trailer. I like how they did the Ten Rings uh, with the Mandarin and with Shang-Chi and with all of that. Uh, I'm super excited to see what direction they go. They did show the a couple of things, and we're going to talk about that. The most recent trailer, they showed what everybody believed was the abomination, and that's what we're going to talk about because the guys over at Rotten Tomatoes wrote an article about abomination but we also saw a dragon underwater which we're assuming is fing fang foo we're assuming that because it just makes too much sense we have yet to see fing fang foom he is the most popular dragon in uh, the mcu and to make a debut in this is just it, it fits all too well so most recently, we saw that, and we saw the abomination. So let's dive into this article by Rotten Tomatoes. Exclusive. Kevin Feige confirms that is the abomination fighting Wong in the Shang-Chi trailer? Plus, Marvel Studios presidents talks about Shang-Chi's deep connection to the original Iron Man. All right, it was no secret that the abomination, Emil Blonsky, would be re-entering the MCU in Phase 4. During last December's Disney Investor Day, 
in which we got I got to lock in on that Disney Investor Day because there appears to be quite a few things coming out during that time. Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige announced that the villain, first, uh, first portrayed by Tim Roth in The Incredible Hulk, would be a part of the up-and-coming Disney Plus series, She-Hulk. Roth further confirmed the news, but it turns out we will see the abomination even sooner than that. And we just got the confirmation from Feige himself. When the studio dropped the trailer of Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings, last Friday, keen-eyed fans noticed that the character, or a creature that looked almost exactly like him, with a few improvements, like those larger fins along his spine, appeared in the last few seconds, fighting in what looked to be an underground tournament. His adversary? Well, it looked more than a little like Wong, Benedict Wong, the sorcerer first introduced in Doctor Strange, but Wong, the actor, was not officially credited in Shang-Chi cast list. Though a lunch in Sydney between the star and Shang-Chi lead Samu Liao had raised some suspicions. Rotten Tomatoes sat down with Feige this week and extended... I just lost it there. Hold on. Let me uh, let's see. Rotten Tomatoes sat down with Feige this week and extended look at phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The full video of which the available shortly led up to the Black Widow's release, which is obvious, right? They're they're just keeping stoking the fire. They're stoking the fire. When we asked for confirmation and that he had seen from what everybody had seen the abomination squaring off against Wong in the closing moments of Shang-Chi trailer Feige revealed that our eyes were not deceiving us. Yes. We just recently released the final trailer for Shang-Chi said Feige. Some fans said this looks like a character that they hadn't seen in many years named the abomination fighting a character that looks like Wong. And I say that the reason it looks like it is because that is the abomination fighting Wong. That's awesome. That's pretty funny, though. Anyways, if you guys haven't seen the trailer, check it out. It's Shang-Chi. Looks incredible. It's going to be coming soon. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is in theaters September 3rd, 2021. She-Hulk is expected to be released in 2022 without a confirmed date at this time. So we got that going too. There's there's so much going on in the world as far as uh, movies and shows and this and that and this and that. Um, this next one, I'm just going to kind of glaze over. I just wanted to mention something about it. So comicbook.com reports Patrick Wilson showing off his workout prep for Aquaman 2. And so uh, Pat, the real Patrick Wilson, which, you know, he has... Uh, Instagram and all of that stuff uh, talks real briefly about it and is showing it. So filming the up and coming Aquaman sequel officially titled Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom has started filming in one returning star. It's revealed the unreal prep that they've been undergoing for the return. Actor Patrick Wilson will be back on as Orm, Aquaman's half brother and would be tyrant of Atlantis the upcoming sequel and Wilson was has revealed some of the workout routine 
and pay tribute to his trainer. Anyways, the reason I wanted to bring this article up and the reason it kind of caught my eye is because this seems to be a trending thing when we have stars start getting ready for these superhero roles and, and other roles, but most notably the superhero roles. And one of the guys in that that I can think of that really launched this thing to where it's almost like a campaign on like, look, I'm getting fucking in super good shape uh, to give you guys the presentation that fits the character, right? And Hugh Jackman was probably one of the first guys to do it with uh, Wolverine because I can recall years ago, many years ago, his intense training program, him talking about it, he was showing some footage. And then, of course, we got to see some of the Henry Cavill stuff, uh, the Chris Hemsworth stuff. Recently, we got to see the the rock stuff for Black Adam. Uh, and and so, there's so many. I'm not going to go through all the list of them. But anyways, I, I thought that was kind of an interesting trending thing um, because it is the physical transformation or all of the physical work that it requires to prep for these roles. And while some of those may be different, it's still pretty interesting to see. Moving on. <clears throat> Comicbook.com reports a secret invasion. Chris McDonald breaks silence on Marvel role and Norman Osborn rumors. Now, this this article is kind of long, so I'm going to try to skim to the there's a couple of cool parts. So Chris McDonald, if you don't know who that is, just Google it. Dude's been in movies a long time. You'll remember from like Happy Gilmore, from Hacks and from from a lot of different things. Anyways, let's go in the Secret Invasion, Secret, the Happy Go More and Hacks. Let's see. Disney Plus and Marvel Studios series in May, joining previously announced cast members Sam Jackson, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, and many, many others have been tied to this. Uh, Super Spy Nick Fury. Uh, it's just, I'm trying to find where it is. I know nothing. I can't say anything McDonald told. So ultimately, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, kind of skim through this mcdonald gets a call from his agents and they're they tell him hey you gotta pull off the road he was driving at the time he's like oh shit what's the matter and he's like no 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 this is good news and it is marvel wants you for this role secret invasion so what do you think and he's like this is this is a role of a lifetime i'm super excited i want to be a part of it and then he goes on to explain like how big it is you know and he says mcdonald says Kevin Feige just kills it. It's spectacular. 23 movies they're in now. And now the television shows with WandaVision and Loki, it's an actor's dream. So I'm going to come to London and make this thing happen in the months to come. I, I, you know, I think it's like a month, a month and a half. And then he just goes on to talk about everything from the other franchise first timers like Amelia Clark, Olivia Coleman, uh, Kingsley Ben Adir, Killian Scott, and Carmen Ajago, uh, and, and many others. And it, it's just really cool to see this guy. This dude's a veteran. And of course, if you saw Happy Gilmore, you know who I'm talking about. It's Mr. Shooter McGavin has joined the cast. So check that, check that out. I'm excited for him. It is a huge opportunity. You know, you get that call after, and I don't know if the guy's struggling or not. I don't follow his career, but at the toward the end of your career to get a call like that would be incredible. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine how excited he is and, and I'm excited for the guy. I'd love to see him in a, 
in a uh, Marvel show. All right. So now we're on we got this covered.com. This one caught me because there's been rumors about this for quite a while and not not a lot of traction. And that is Gladiator 2, which of course everybody knows Marcus Aurelius, Russell Crowe, and and that movie was so freaking epic when it came out. Anyways, what we're talking about is Chris Hemsworth's rumored to play Russell Crowe's son in Gladiator 2. So Ridley Scott's Gladiator has been a bona fide critical and commercial smash hit when it was released back in May of 2000. But it didn't exactly scream franchise as the leading man and main character died having redeemed himself in the end and gotten justice for the murder of his family. Anyways, it goes on to just talk about it and talk about the possibilities of this. And let's see, there's, there's again, some rumors about, Hey, we think that this is a possibility that they're going to get him to play his son. Um, and obviously the movie could go in any direction. What do you guys think about that? I, I think it could be awesome. Um, especially if really Scott comes back and there's a good story to be told. Chris Hemsworth's your man, especially because the dude is fucking jacked right now for uh, for the up and coming uh, Love and Thunder, the next Thor movie. So, all right, so we're back over to comicbook.com. Black Adam star Dwayne Johnson announces final week of filming. So, the road to Black Adam has been a long one, but Dwayne Johnson is finally in the home stretch of production and eagerly anticipated DC Comics film. On Instagram on Saturday, Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, shared with fans another update about progress on the film with a look at his breakfast, noting in the caption, they're entering the final week of production of Black Adam. Johnson also wrote that the final week would have some of the hardest and most intense scenes as he reflected on the years of hard work that he put in uh, just to get to this moment. Anyways, that's available on therock.com, or on therock.com, The Rock on IG. This dude has 251 251 million followers, 251 million followers. That is absolutely freaking bananas. Anyways, super stoked to uh, to see some of these trailers, because if the rap in production, I'm telling you, we're going to see trailers probably holiday season this year, and that is going to be awesome all right let's keep going let's keep let's keep this thing going um another article lord of the rings series revealed new cast members amazon is currently in production for the highly anticipated lord of the rings series which will be based on jrr tolkien's beloved books jd Payne and patrick mckay are serving as the showrunners for the series which is set up to feature a huge array of actors including robert armeo from game of thrones Joseph Mall from Game of Thrones, Markella Kavanaugh from Picnic at a Hanging Rock, Morfid Clark from His Dark Materials, Emma Horvath. Uh, we got Benjamin Walker. We've got, according to a new report from The Hollywood Reporter, the names have been added to the ever-growing list. Charles Edwards from The Crown, Will Fletcher from The Girl Who Fell, Amelia Childs Villers from The Machine, and newcomer Bay or it's uh, Bay Cassidy or Bo Cassidy. I'm not sure. Anyways, 
this thing is building up, so I can't wait until we get, again, a trailer or a teaser or just something a bit more to see really how far they're going to go in on this. Um, I'm a fan of the Lord of the Rings movies uh, to some degree. I'm not I'm not overly, overly uh, or, or crazy about it, but I, I thought they were enjoyable films, familiar with the books as a kid, from being a kid. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see which way Amazon takes it. Obviously, they're going to follow this, follow it to some degree. The last thing on the news, and then we're going to dive into those 16 top video or 16 top independence videos, Independence Day movies to watch. Brought to you by Esquire. But before I do, comicbook.com once again reports um, in this. Actually, I think this is old. So we're going to scrap it. It looked like, uh, is it? No, it isn't old. This is new. Uh, Fast 9 passes $125 million box office and wins second weekend in a row. F9 will reach $126 million at the domestic box office in the second weekend. That's thanks to the earning $33 million over the four-day holiday weekend on top of the $70 million opening last weekend. That's more than enough to keep the ninth Fast and the Furious movie on top of the box office charts for another week. That's an impressive total considering the film has received mixed reviews. It it currently has Rotten Tomatoes score on the line between Fresh and Rotten. Comicbook.com's Jamie Jayark reviews the film, giving the latest installment of the saga a mixed review. Now, regardless... Um, the article goes in to kind of dissect it. Uh, so number one is Fast 9, week two, 32 million. That's so crazy. So it's at a total of right under 126 million. Number two in the box office at the moment is, wait, why is it doing that? Is uh, the Boss Baby Family Business, which was at 23 million. The Forever Purge is at 15 Going into 16, The Quiet Place Part 2 through the weekend is at almost $5.5 million. However, um, this is week six for The Quiet Place Part 2, and it has racked up $145.7 million. Week three for The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, they just raked in $4 million, and they're at a total of $32.4. Cruella is on week six. And through the weekend, it scooped up $3.6 million for a total of 77.6. And I don't I, I don't know if those totals for like this Disney Plus Corella movie, does that include the purchases from DisneyPlus.com? I don't know. Um, we got Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, week four. Uh, the weekend, it almost did $5 million, um, And then it's got a total of 35.6. The Conjuring, the devil made you do it. Is got a total of sixty two point five million with week five. Um, Zola is at two point four million, and it is the opening weekend, so that's cool. Into the Heights, twenty eight million, and that wraps up where the box offices are and what's going on there. So let's dive into that list of sixteen movies. So again. This list is brought to you by Esquire. Wanted to change it up from that country home and living thing. And I was fortunate enough to finally find someone else that created a list 
for some movies so we can get a different perspective. Let's see what they got. So again, the 16 best movies to watch on the 4th of July. Let's dive into them. Okay, so I guess they're just dropping them. They're not numbering them, folks. They're not numbering them. So we're going to go through them. Saving Private Ryan. That's an incredible movie. Incredible movie. I could definitely watch that. Us. That's an interesting one to have on there. Glory with Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, and Matthew Broderick. That's a good movie. As well, Selma, which is also, that's that's also a, a good movie. They're really, they're really putting it out there. Hamilton, which is good. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. I'm not familiar with that movie. Hidden Figures. Uh, National Treasure, which is amazing because that is a Nicky Cage movie that made it on this list. Of course, and you have to have this. Independence Day, the movie, the blockbuster from the 90s. You guys seen that? Maybe you haven't. Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum. When that movie came out, it was stunning it was amazing now i i, I don't know if i'd rewatch it part two sucked but the original was awesome this next one's funny to see on here team america world police made it which was created by the folks over at uh the south park folks uh trey parker and matt stone team america that uh, it was pretty good i don't want to i wouldn't rewatch it i feel like uh that nostalgia train is a long gone, so I, I don't know that it would be worth. While Patton, I haven't seen that in a while. That was a great movie. Another great movie is Forrest Gump. Tom Hanks won an Oscar for playing that movie. That movie was incredible in its time just for what it was. And another movie that was incredible that's on this list as well is Born on the 4th of July. If you guys haven't seen that movie, it was just a wild ride and a great story is being told within that movie. It's pretty long, though. I don't recall how long, but it was damn long. Young Mr. Lincoln, not familiar with that one either. Red Dawn, the original, not the remake with Patrick Swayze and Charlie Sheen is what I'm talking. The one from the 80s. Check out Red Dawn if you haven't seen that. Captain America, the first Avenger. Come on. We've got that as well. And that is your list of 16. Do you guys agree, disagree? I I felt like that was a pretty a pretty decent list. I mean, from Captain America, Red Dawn. I don't know young Mr. Lincoln, but I do know Born on the 4th of July, Forrest Gump, Patton, Team America, World Police, Independence Day, National Treasure, Hidden Figures, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Hamilton, Selma, Glory, Us, and Saving Private Ryan. If you need a movie to watch and you haven't seen any of those, take the time. Maybe check out one of those movies this evening or the day after or whenever you feel like watching a movie. Anyways, guys, again, if you're listening to this to the uh, if you're listening to this podcast, the day of release, it is Independence Day. So happy Independence. Happy Fourth of July. If you're out there blowing off fireworks or doing whatever, do it safely, guys, so you can keep listening to the podcast and keep doing whatever it is that you are doing. Thank you guys so much for checking out the Culture Jack podcast, and of course, The Weekend Wire. And uh, that's it. That's all I got, guys. Thank you so much. We'll catch up with you in the next episode.